and as I'm looking in the mirror something is happening something is happening I'm not the same man something is happening there's a transformation going on as I'm looking the Holy Spirit is doing something King of Kings and Lord of Lords exalted above all holy God you are the righteous you are the King of Kings Father, we worship you. Our gathering is unto you. We celebrate you, your greatness, your power, your kindness to us, your love. Throughout every age, we can expect your love. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together to offer up sacrifices unto you and to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. To fellowship with your word and Lord we declare by faith that we will not live here the same way we came faith is charged up in our hearts to lay hold of everything that you planned no man meets you and lives the same way we thank you we worship you in Jesus mighty name amen, amen. glory to God Say, I have understanding. You know, the word of God is not like motivational speaking. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the word is a living person. The word of God is not like the word of a man. And so you're supposed to relate with the word. You're supposed to receive something from the word of God. All right. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 3, if you can give it to me in the ESV. Praise God. It says his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. What a way to start. His divine power, it took divine power to do this. He said his divine power has granted to us all things, not some things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Wow. Life and godliness. Now, he's not talking of godliness like, um, just like trying to be holy. He's saying the God life. All that pertains to life. Now, the word life there is from the Greek word zoe, which is the life of God. Hallelujah. So he has called us to this life. He granted us this. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. That means he, he called us to his level. Are you getting this? He called us to his level of glory and excellence. He invited us in. Now look at the next verse. 
it's even bigger by which he has granted to us his precious and very great say very great he knows what he's saying he's not exaggerating these are serious things very great promises now the word promise here is not like um, I'm going to do something for you no this one is like I've given you a check are you getting me so you're holding the check and it's the promise all you've got to do is what glory to God so that through them through this check if you would cast this check my goodness so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature did you know this was in the scripture that the Lord has invited us to become participators what does it mean to participate it means to take part in wow the divine nature the God nature we're invited to take part in the God nature that means he, he brought us in to operate from there to live life from there are you getting this he said having escaped from the corruption that is in this world or in the world because of sinful desire he, he, but he said there were some promises let me give you the title of the message the seven testimonies of God hallelujah seven testimonies of God now he said he has given us these promises so there are some promises and I just want to show you seven of them we're going to take it from 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 which version would be the best let's use the King James version praise God now I'm going to move very quickly now so follow me as much as you can number one so we're going to pick out seven <laughs> seven checks <laughs> glory to God we're going to pick up seven checks from this this is a very popular scripture I'm sure you've heard it before if you've been a Christian for a while you would have heard this before it says therefore if any man be in Christ that is number one you would wonder, okay, is that a statement? Um, in our kingdom is a statement. It's a statement of condition. You can put anything behind it that is of positive value. If any man be in Christ. Now, I was thinking about it and I realized. I, do you realize he didn't say if any man is with Christ? Right? If I said with it meant that you are going along and that is powerful to be with Christ oh man that's that's good but what kind of thing is it to say you are in Christ my goodness if I'm in Christ something has happened to both of us I don't know if you get it if I'm with two of us are going along we're going together but if I'm in, I have entered him and he has entered me. Are you getting me? We have become merged. We are merged into one. Maybe you're wondering, is that true? He prayed this prayer. That was his desire. John 17 verse 23. We'll come back here. John 17 verse 23 no in the King James this is Jesus speaking he says I in them thou in me he's speaking to the father in prayer he said I in them he's talking about the disciples and those that will believe in him I in them how is he planning to do that I in them and thou in me he says I in these ones and you got the father in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me 
and has loved me as thou has loved them as thou has loved me next verse father I will that they also whom thou has given me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which thou has given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world go, go to 22 for a moment and the glory which thou givest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one did you ever hear Jesus say something like this I and my father are one now he says in the same way I and my father are one I want them to be one with me this is serious who is Jesus if he's one with God what have we entered something has happened to us that brings us to the next one number two he is a new creature he said he's a new creature because it's difficult to describe he has entered God God has entered him he's no longer a man so he said if any man is in Christ he doesn't say he's a new man he says he's a new creature he could have easily said new man why does he say creature that word creature means brought about from nothing it means brand new something created that does not exist before so th this thing is a is a, you're looking at something you're not sure what it is it's a merge a merging be between god and man uh, so it's difficult to describe so he calls him the new creature oh let me show you some scriptures Oh, hallelujah. Hmm. Oh. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. Give it to me in the Amplified Classic. Oh, hallelujah. And put on the new nature, the regenerate self, created in God's image. You know, sometimes when we say these things, it's as though we're making it up. But you can't, you, you can't, you can't fight with the scriptures. It's right there. He said, and put on the new creature. The regenerate self, created in God's image. God-like. In true righteousness and holiness. Just in case you think I went to Amplified Classic um, to pick out something that didn't exist. Go back to King James Version. The most trusted by the holiest. <laughs> Alright. And that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness. He is created after God. Do, do you understand what he means by that? That is a cake language for saying created in the image of God. Created like in God's image. He's like God. He said, he, he's saying to us, put on this new nature. If it wasn't available, could you put it on? Glory to God. He's commanding me to have put it on. I've put on a new nature. I'm, I'm the new man in Christ. Are you getting this? No, it's not the same. It's not, I'm not like everybody. I thought you'd say the same thing. Okay, maybe just in case you're not in Christ here, don't worry, we're going there. But if you're in Christ, you have entered God. God has entered you. You are one now with God. Did you know that? All right, let me give you another scripture to, to show that again. Um, 2 Corinthians 1 Corinthians, sorry, 6 verse 17. Can you read this please, one to go? Did you get this? It doesn't make it any more clear than this. It can't get more clear than this. One spirit. So it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. So the man he is talking about is not this body. He's talking about the real man who's a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. So every time God is addressing the man, when he says you, self, he's talking about the real man because this is just a shell that men put off. You can get a new one. That's what we're waiting for.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. You'll see me in my new digs very soon. Uh, all the other things will be gone. Glory to God. All right. So that brings us to the next one. What would the next point be? Three old things have passed away. Oh, glory to God. Oh, old things have passed away. What is this old? The old has died. The old features have died. The features of this man, what he could do, what he couldn't do, his limitations and all of that is dead. It died on the cross. Old things have passed away. It's gone. It's gone. The old things are gone forever. If the man came into Christ and he had cancer, it's gone. It's gone. You can't carry in into the kingdom this thing that is negative. No. Once you enter him, he does not collect trash. You didn't get it? Yeah, he's not a trash collector. He's an incinerator. <laughs> Whatever bad thing you were coming in, it's stuck at the door. It can't enter in. Like back then when the, the Egyptians of that day pursuing the Israelites didn't make it. You get it? <laughs> they, they went into the water never to come back. That's your past for you. And they never went back to Egypt. Egypt is dead. I'm not talking of the one present, just in case you are from there. We're talking of the Bible one. And he did tell us that those ones, we wouldn't see them anymore. So they are not alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, all things have passed away. Oh, hallelujah. Have you come to that conclusion that everything that is old has passed away. Old things have passed away. Hmm. Everything that could go wrong has passed away. Because there can't be anything wrong with Christ. It's impossible. He has no deficiency or, or defects. He's perfect. So he said that they might be perfect in one. I have become perfect in one. This is what it means to be in him. He said all things have passed away. Let me read a scripture to that effect. Romans chapter 6 and verse 6 in the ESV. I'm using the more contemporary um, versions for the sake of those of you who might not be conversant with King James. It says, we know that our old self, that's the word again, the spirit man, was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Sin is the mother of many things. Sin is the mother of death. Death is the father of sickness, poverty, and everything that God didn't intend for. It's a byproduct of a mutation. Praise God. When man's state altered in the garden, that's what it brought about, death. Man's life had now mutated. That means I have no link whatsoever to Adam. All right, let's go there. Behold, all things are become new. That's number four. We're already at number four. Some of you are wondering, when did we get to number two? <laughs> but we're already at number four. Behold. Now, I said I was picking it from the scripture. Can you? Okay, it's on the screen. Thank you. All right, so it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold. All things are become new. Oh, Hallelujah. All things have become everything. You have entered into a new world. You left the past behind, the bad stuff behind. You now have come into a new, 
A whole new world is before you. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Let's read in the TPT. I like the way it reads it. We can go back to King James after that. Can we read it please? One to go. you'll be excited just by reading that it's talking about you you know not someone else he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness what is darkness everything terrible that you can think of he said the dark places of the earth are full of habitations of wickedness cruelty so everything that you can imagine evil that takes place in darkness is what he's talking about we've been moved from there I said a whole new world and translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. I'm now in a new place where I find all things have become new. Everything is, the cars are new. I'm using fleshly things to describe you. Are you getting me? It's like you were in one old country and then by God's grace, you were taken out of that country and brought into another place and you stepped there streets were gold are you everything is like so far removed from where you came from he said all things have become new all things can you see that in your life all things have become new all things have become new oh hallelujah hallelujah all things have become new new things every day i wake up with new glorious things I don't know what might happen, but something good is about to happen. Every time I wake up, there's something good about to happen. All things have become new. Oh, glory to God. I can give you so many scriptures, you know. Oh, hallelujah. All things, not some things, you know, not the old with the new. All things have become new. All right, let's go quickly now to five. What would that be? Can you put it back on the screen? Number five. Let's read it. One to go. Pause. So that's number five. All things are of God. Did you know this too? That all things now are of God. Now when it says of God, maybe it might not make it too clear. The word actually ek means, oh hallelujah, coming out of into. Hallelujah. It means to come from the inner part. So when he says, <laughs> oh dear Lord, let me. Uh, 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 uh. Mm. You're coming out from God into I came from God. Okay, do you know what he's saying? He's saying my origin is God. My origin is no longer the first Adam. So you, you don't say I don't know him from Adam. No, that has changed. Go to John chapter 1 verse 12. Your origin is no longer from Adam or any earthly man. That's what the scripture says. I said seven testimonies of God. That means seven things that God has said is true, is the record. It's God's record. It can't be broken. Yes, John. Can you read it please one to go? Hmm. is to them to them it's not to everyone it was available to everyone but them acted I'm not talking about they them and all that nonsense <laughs> next next verse read this to one to go did you see that Born of God, 
I didn't write it. It's there. He said, you weren't born of the decision of your parents. Oh, things have changed. If you are born by your parents, then it meant that, okay, you are from Adam. Because Adam has just been reproducing. And then it got to you. But when you come into Christ, something happens. The man, the old man is supplanted by a new man. His origin is God. He said, the man is born of God. Did you know you were born of God? My goodness, if you are born of God, what are you? Because, because if you think about it for a moment, if a dog gives birth, what would it give birth to? If a dog gives birth to a cat, something has happened. Some scientist is involved who needs to be arrested. Are you getting me? But the normal thing is that a dog gives birth to a dog. Everything according to its genes, right? Yes. So, if God now, you know, <laughs> if, if God now produces, if they said God born, What did God born? <laughs> he, he said born of God. So if you are born of God. Okay, now listen. It's not that you are God. It's just like you are not your dad, your physical dad who gave birth to you. But you have the quality of his genes. You get it? You can't separate his genes from mine. My God. You know that this is why Jesus was called son of God? Some people struggle with that. They wonder, how can God give birth? The maker of all things. He made the process. <laughs> Are you getting me? He made the process. He said, how can he give birth? What a question. But what he's saying is not that there was some God giving birth with a woman. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying God became a man. The only way for a man to come into this world legally is to come from a woman. The woman is the border into this world. Without a woman, you can't come into this world. So be nice to women. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you getting this? Born of God. He said all things are of God. So meaning my origin is of God. I hail from him. Oh, glory to God. All right. Then number six. Has reconciled us to himself. Oh, this is a touching one. He has reconciled us to himself. Sometimes people read the Old Testament. And they're wondering, this was a wicked God. <laughs> you know, they, they say there's genocide in the Bible. God was just killing people. He was very vengeful. Yes. Because we were his enemy. We were the enemies of God. Why? Because of the wickedness of man. He's righteous and good. And can't stand wickedness. So man became his. His creation became his enemy. What do nations do when they are at war? They kill. We were at war with God. But God is mightier. So we couldn't kill him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me show it to you in Genesis. Genesis chapter 6 from verse 5. Oh, glory to God. Let's read it. He said, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. My goodness. Evil continually. Always doing harm to someone. Oh, always imagining evil. When you see him sitting down, it's because mischief is about to happen. This is God looking into man and saying that. Continually evil. Next verse. He said, and, wow, what a statement. He said, and it repented. God regretted 
It repented. Has God ever regretted something? Yeah, yeah that's it right there. It repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. To let you know what his personality is like, his character is like. He has emotions. Are you getting me? He's a real person. He's more of a person than any man. Because he made man. But he felt it. The wickedness of man. And so from that time, man had been the enemy of God. And so God wanted to eradicate man. He used the flood. But he still preserved man in his love. He couldn't destroy everything. You know, he could just destroy everything and start all over and fix what is wrong. But not God. He still took out of that because out of that will be the solution. That's what he means by God calling light to shine out of darkness. Out of all this dark wickedness, in that lineage was going to come the Christ who would save mankind. So he was preserving the lineage. What a great God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. Let's read Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Now read this. Now read. You know we were enemies before. But breaking news. Read this one to go. We have peace. No more enemies. That is what he meant by he has reconciled us to himself. The, the word means that the two parties are no longer at war. They have come to agreement. We have come to agreement. We are at peace with God. He's no longer trying to destroy. We are at peace with God. He has reconciled us to himself. And the final one, seven. Oh, hallelujah. Give it to me. That's the Second Corinthians chapter 5. All right. The last one. Can you read it? One to go. Okay. You want to read the previous one? You obviously weren't following the plan. <laughs> so the final one is, and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We have a ministry of reconciliation. Can you say that to your neighbor? He has given us the same power. What only he could do. The Bible said he reconciled us to himself. He had to do it by himself. Now, he has given to us that ability and power and ministry to reconcile all to him. So let's read Mark chapter 16 from verse 15 ESV. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what's going through your mind, you know. I know what's going through your mind. Every time I read this portion of scripture, I realize I'm not a man anymore. Are you getting me? God has brought us to participate in the divine nature. What he did for us, he has sent you to go do. For him, for others. He wants his family to grow. All right, let's read it. He said, and he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So we are reconciling the whole of creation. Do you know that the animals don't know God but through us? Did you know that? God made it be so that if anyone wanted to know how God is, they would look at us. All of creation. Now, I'm not making this up. Because think about it. He said he made man in his image and in his likeness. Then he said have dominion. Are you getting me? So he wanted it to be that anyone who wants to see this unseen God can look at man and see how God is. So we have the responsibility of reconciling everything. Bringing all things into harmony to his perfect will. The original intent, the original design, he has given us the ministry to make this happen. So, someone is sick. Let's look at it. Next verse. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. 
This is why we're in a hurry. This is why maybe you, some of you are invited. Of course, if you're already a Christian, you're already in. But just in case you have never given your life to Christ, your moment is coming. You've got to change that now. This is why we've come to you. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. That means we come in his name. I have a name. Right? He sent me in his name. When I come, it is in his name. He said, in my name, they will, what? Cast out devils. For those who don't believe demons exist. No, they believe you exist. Hmm. Praise God. The first thing he said was cast out demons. He said, they will speak in new tongues. Those of you who have a challenge with tongues, you don't have one of the signs that you are a believer. Why don't you get it all? Next verse. He said, they will pick up serpents. Okay, this one, don't go and look for the serpent. <laughs> Praise God. Don't, don't go looking for this one. If it comes about, yeah. But don't go out of your way. There's no need. With their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands, lay their hands on the sick. And the sick will come into harmony. The, the sick will be reconciled. Oh, come on now. His nature will come into agreement with God. This is the ministry of reconciliation. When we preach the gospel, no, it's not just words. It has the power to enter a man and reconfigure him. Make him what God said he should be. If the man was sick, in fact, if the man was dead, he could be raised by us. He told them, cast out, he said, heal the lepers, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, raise the dead. To prove that he has authority over death. We can call back one who died. He gave us that authority. Oh, glory to God. Say things have changed. I'm not the same man. Oh, there's so much I want to share with you. Just one more, just one more. Just one more, just one more thing. <laughs> glory to God. I said seven things, seven statements, seven testimonies of God. So number one, if any man be in Christ. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. And number seven. Yes, now we're hearing those that didn't really listen when they were in school. <laughs> oh, praise God. But, you know, preceding all of this, there's a place I want to take you. 16. Hmm. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> all right, go to 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not live henceforth, Onto themselves. Maybe let's read from 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. That word means control. The love of Christ controls us. It's our controlling factor. He says because we look at things like this. We thus judge. That if one died for all. Then all are dead. Do you get the equation? If he died for all. Then all have died. In the mind of God, when Jesus was dying, because that was his role, he was the representative of man. And so when he was dying, he was dying for all men. So if he died, then God considers that all have died. Then look. And that he died for all, that they which live. So if you are living, you are living someone's life. Yours died. Because when he was dying, 
in God's mind all men were dying so your life the original one you had has died you are living a borrowed life the life that you're living now is not you it's the life of someone else that he gave there's a life that you have been given it's not your original life to do whatever you want with no he says that they which live should not henceforth from this moment on live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again he rose again he didn't remain dead he rose again all right now look at this wherefore from now on from when what what, what does it mean from now on no it's when the transaction took place when he died for all from henceforth from that moment on 2000 years ago from henceforth he says know we no man after the flesh you see when i was saying all the things that i was saying yeah you might be thinking okay but um we, we don't see that being the case um because i'm looking at you and you're looking at me it looks like everybody is the same everybody is the same no you, you go out into the world the one who doesn't believe and believes or the one who doesn't believe and the one who believes they look alike but he's trying to tell you something can you give it to me in the maybe in the esv from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh what is the flesh this body he says we don't give it to me in the tpt please so then from now on we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances if you're looking at me from the outside and thinking no there's no difference there's no you're you're joking there's a difference there's a great difference there's a great difference he said we, we we don't consider men so as we're looking at men we're not just looking at the man from the senses like what we see is he black is he white is he yellow is he brown is he green no we don't see any of those not in christ because since christ died there's no black there's no yellow there's no hmm. we'll come to that one of these days he said there is no jew there's no greek there's no scythian all are one so he doesn't look at him from his outward appearance no he's not he's not evaluating that then he says something he says for that's how we once viewed the anointed one hmm. how did he just bring that in he's talking about us go back to the king james wow i need to finish now he says yeah though we have known christ after the flesh yet now henceforth know we him no more he's saying no we we regarded him like oh that jew was he not um, mary's son we regarded him after the flesh he says no we didn't know what we were saying oh but how come how come there's a there's a column connecting us to him do you see that there's a column it's, it's like he's comparing two statements he says yes we regarded him so it means that if you look at me and think i'm a man that's what he's saying he's saying christ was regarded as a man but he actually was not a man why does he bring it to us yes he's trying to tell you something that you shouldn't evaluate yourself anymore after the senses so the senses shouldn't tell you about your life that you don't have money in the account doesn't mean anything that you're broke no evaluate it differently that you're feeling a pain in your body doesn't mean you are sick no evaluate it differently evaluate it after the scriptures don't consider what you see with your optical eyes there's something else who is who is this man really is it possible that this man will be poor no it's not possible that he will be poor why second corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 says for we know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor that you through his poverty would be made rich think about it so there was an exchange there was an exchange sometimes people think he's talking about you know something spiritual here no he was actually talking about physical substance wealth 
He was saying Jesus became poor because if you read in the context, it's there. Read throughout into nine. You see that he was talking about giving. He was talking about the Macedonian church. Glory to God. About their giving. So he was talking of physical wealth. He said Jesus became poor so that you don't, you don't ever have to experience. Do you know that Jesus experienced everything for you so you don't have to experience it? He went to hell where you should have gone uh, so, so that you don't go to hell. He has been there already. Told you don't say, oh, my life is like hell. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? He went to hell so your life will not be like hell. Step out of that place immediately. Say, I refuse to be in hell. My life is heaven on earth. This is why he's brought me to. I reject that kind of life. If it's a life that is inconsistent with his design. Nothing he describes looks like hardship. Nothing he describes looks like poverty or, or pain. No, he took my pain. On the cross he paid. When he said on the cross it is finished. That actual word meant he paid. He said I have paid it. I have paid it. I have, it's all paid. Everything that justice required has been paid to the full. So why do I have to still pay? Why would I have to still be poor if he became poor for me? So that I, I, I shouldn't be poor. I refuse to be poor then. Are you getting this? Say I refuse to be poor. In the same way, refuse to be sick. Refuse to be sick. Why? You say, is it that easy? Yes. It's so easy. It's so easy is sometimes annoying. It's so easy. Because you want to get the injection. Then you know that something happened for the healing process. No, not in our kingdom. In our kingdom, as you behold, you become. Let, give me that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Oh, Kali to Sombra. He says, but we all, with open face beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. I'm looking at a glass. He's saying a mirror here. Old, old English language. I'm looking into a mirror. What is this mirror? He's talking about the word. Whenever we look into the word, we are looking into a mirror. What is he trying to say? The word for us is not a, 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 a list of do's and don'ts. It's not commandments and statutes. No, it's a mirror. It's telling me who I am. If I look into 2 Corinthians 5.17, I see that if any man is in Christ, I find that I fulfill that condition. I am in Christ then it means I'm a new creature. That's a mirror. He's describing me now. So I look at it and I say, that is the man he's talking about. I am the man he's talking about. And the more I look at it, there's something happening. Look at it. He says, in a glass, the glory of God. So every time we look at the word of God, he's calling the word of God, the glory of God. But guess what? It's on the other side of the mirror when I look. So I look at the mirror. What do you see when you look in a mirror? So it means... <laughs> glory to God say I'm the glory of God are you getting this no I know some of you are wondering why they all standing up excited no you know what else no you want to be excited at a football game right no this is what excites us it gingers our spirit when we're talking the word of God we get excited no when they say go then you say hey <laughs> no I am the glory of God it doesn't get any better than this that God looks at me and says you are the most beautiful thing I could produce you are my glory you are my beauty you are my splendor he said I am the glory of God he said with open face I look in a mirror and as I'm looking in the mirror something is happening something is happening I'm not the same man something is happening there's a transformation going on as I'm looking the Holy Spirit is doing something without my without my consent he's changing me into something else Look at it, he said, are changed. As we look into this mirror, we are changed into the same image. That means that, you see, I'm looking at the thing, but when you look at me on the outside, I don't look like what you're seeing in the mirror. He's saying, but you wait, there's a metamorphosis going on. There's a change taking place. He says, all you need to do, just keep looking. You don't have to do anything else. Listen, you don't have to try to break the habit. You don't have to try to do anything. All he says is, just look at me. Just keep gazing at me. Why? He said, changed into the same image 
from glory to glory that means listen it doesn't matter how great you've become there's more glory it doesn't matter how bad things are right now if you look in that mirror you'll see glory and you will move from that level to another level of glory then he tells you how it happens he said even as by the spirit of the lord let's read the preceding verse 17 now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is complete freedom come on speak in tongues somebody you are free to live the life that god wants you to live no more sadness no more hardship he didn't die so that you will be in hardship no that's not the plan he has glorified your life if you keep on looking at what he has said he said in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God if you look at the word of God you are looking at God and if you keep on looking at God he doesn't leave you the same way as you keep looking at him there's a transformation going on I said it doesn't you don't have to try to stop what you want to stop you don't have to try you know maybe you've been drinking and you don't want to drink anymore but you find yourself doing it again and again you've been finding yourself in vices that you know it's because you haven't and you're a Christian you're wondering how come my life hasn't changed no you, you don't understand it first of all let me tell you something God is not condemning you you've got to understand that he has removed every decree every law that was against you he nailed it to the cross Jesus paid the price but he doesn't leave you there he does something for you he gives you his nature then he begins to work it out of you he said for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure you don't have to try to be good Jesus said how do you make the fruits of a bad tree good you can't he said make the tree good the fruits will be good are you getting what I'm saying so you have become a good tree you can now produce good fruit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Come on, speak in tongues, somebody.